Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Luke Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier. Funnier. More Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map and 1080thefan.com. Hey! Happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portland listeners. I hope you are having a fantastic start to your weekend. I know that I am. But I'm curious, you, Mr. Will Darkins, what's happening, my man? Oh, what's up? What's What's going on? Tell you, man, I am winded. I had to run across the uh, 1080 campus to get to our studio, Mm -hmm. which is the shared studio that everybody else has used. Uh, For some reason, they put the uh, Golf in the Northwest tower on the whole other side of the campus well it's right by the putting green that makes the most well, sense it's, it lords over it is mm-hmm. it is up in a spiral column uh atop it uh with all its uh and wonderful yes it's very very ivy growing off the side yeah 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 and the the doorman at the bottom of the tower yeah is the nicest guy in the world but you cannot oh. walk past him without a seven minute conversation yeah so like, yeah, like that's, listen yeah. I'm I'm so happy that your daughter uh, finished third in the 800 in the state of Oregon. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. She's fast. Mm-hmm. That's, and she's only a freshman. This is all wonderful. Yes, she's got three years ahead of her high school. She's mm-hmm. probably going to set a state record. It's wonderful, Glenn. I have to run across the entire studio campus to get to my show right now. I really can't hear about it right now. So I, don't, I got a little angry with him, and now I owe him an apology, which the only way to apologize him to him edible arrangement so now i gotta go buy an edible arrangement send it to him and his family uh because i was a little short with him because he is a little sensitive luckily he doesn't listen to the show so i think we're good anyways I'm sorry. how's your weekend how's, how's the start to your weekend my friend ah you know <laughs> no same I don't. old same old actually this was the first night i was without my wife 
and my kid. Last night? Yes. You Wait, you were flying solo last flying night? Flying solo. You're nice. Drunk. And this was the first time that I've done that because we uh, we had your family business come in and replace our doors and windows. Oh, Anderson. Nice. Anderson. Nice. You guys over there, you came in, you replaced some doors and windows in our house, and then uh, because our son, uh, Finley, is a very light sleeper. Is he really? He has to take naps during the day. My wife uh, took took the uh, very large bundle of joy to her parents' house in Corvallis for the night, and I was at home. Very large bundle of joy. What's, uh, what, percent, large guy. what percentile is he sitting in when you take 97. First, just wait. He actually Height? hurts my mom's shoulders. Head circumference? I don't know the head circumference. Okay. Now, honey, I'm sorry that I forgot about that because I'm sure we'll remember that when he's like 18 and pissing yeah. us off. But Oh, it's all in the, it'll be in your my chart or whatever. You I don't got. keep yeah. any of that stuff. I'm you know, saying, they give me the digital, paper, I just There's throw digital it away. records, I'm telling you. I delete the emails. So, As you know, if my name is not mentioned in the first three words of an email, it is deleted point. immediately. Yeah. Uh... We did not pre-plan this. I was also flying solo last hey! night. Let's compare Cool Dad Evenings <laughs> cool. And, and see what we did. So you're flying solo last night. That's right. Mr. Darkens, what did you do with your free time? Well, I'm working from home now, so I got off at work at about 4. Nice. I do the 8 to 4. Whoa. Did your bosses know about that? Or did you sneak out early? No, no, no. I do, do the 8 to, to 4. Do you have to sneak out the side door of your, of your home office? Working on my dick. You put you put the uh, the motorized mouse into play where it just hovers around your pads. <laughs> so <laughs> so whoever's looking at your computer activity, it just randomly clicks on stuff on the computer. My wife would do that. My wife used to work at home a couple of years back, and she would wake up three minutes before she was supposed to be on, and she would just she would have the laptop on her nightstand, and she would get up, get the laptop, open it up, send an sign into the VPN, get on Slack. And she would just be sleeping with her head down on the pillow with her eyes closed. And then her hand would be on the trackpad and she'd just yeah. move. <laughs> so then people would see like the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you can get, I think you can actually get the motorized ones. Like oh, the, really? yeah, the art, like you just, I, I don't think it's, I don't even think the mouse move. You just plug something into one of your USB ports yeah. and it mimics the signal that it would send of your oh, mouse man. moving. So yeah, it's just like I a cursor mover and it just, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. She would do dude, that for on. like five God. minutes. And then like when she thought it was enough, she would just like shove it aside. She wouldn't even take the hour. effort to like send some like incoherent message. Just go, hey, oh. has anybody seen the TPS reports? And then just let it oh, sit. Because all you got to do is yeah. just log on to the VPN and then they see everything. Yeah. And then you just show that you are reasonably alive and then they move on. There you go. That's it. Checked her she pulse. was an exemplary employee. They checked her pulse. She ties the laptop to the cat. The cat goes running dead. She's like, oh, yeah, it'll bounce off enough to stop the people. <laughs> All right. So what? So I get you, off at four. We get off at four. And then uh, do a little bit of work for this show. Oh, look at you. And then I uh, got, uh, or I went to my I mom's. Don't, I don't need, like, the full thing. What You, you went to your That's mom's. That's it. I went okay. to my mom's. We had dinner. I went back home. And then I fell asleep in front of the sports center nice. and woke up at one in the morning and went to bed and then woke up and came here. There you go. It was the lamest single Ooh. guy for a night night ever. Oh, I don't know, buddy. I've got one right here. So no kids, no twins, yep. no Sharon, no yep. nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Not so, even your brothers are home. Well, so yeah. So I had a tea time in the afternoon uh, and then uh, everybody bailed because it was raining. Right. And so I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not going to go play solo golf. So uh, I was like, all right. So 
finished up work, went home, and uh, shot my brother, who was going to join me for golf. I was like, hey, is the ping pong table cleared off? And nothing. Crickets. Mm. So I go home, make some dinner. I'm like, yeah, maybe he'll text me and we'll play some ping pong. Mm. Hey, but I made some food, hmm. and our house also torn apart. We did the floors, so like... Oh, you're doing floors right We now, just huh? did the floors, oh. but we haven't put everything back because the painter's going to come back and touch up all the baseboards mm. and everything, so I don't want to put all the furniture back in. Just have a painter guy come in, and I get dust all over everything, and we're going to redo the fireplace. What you, dealing, what you dealing with on those floors? What did you put in? Uh, we went with... Uh, a, they call it boardwalk is the oh. color. It is... Uh, Kind of medium, this. medium uh, brown. So not too yeah. dark, not too light. You got poop floors. Uh, oh, these are hardwood floors. Hardwood floors. Okay. Yeah, not too light, not too dark. Uh, kind of a. I don't want to say duller because that doesn't seem. But my wife was. She's like they're a little more gray than I expected. But I'll tell you what. They've got enough life in them that when the sun hits them, they absolutely sing. It's it's wonderful. Oh, so oh. so I was waiting for the response from my brother. Which I got this morning going, uh, no, ping pong table not cleared off. Uh, sorry, I just saw this message. So I did not go and do that. But I sat down to eat, put on the George Carlin uh, two-part documentary on HBO. Ended up watching the whole thing. Meh. And then... Uh, did you learn anything? No. Not really? Not really. It was actually... It was, it was all about his life, which was, which was great. But it just... I don't know. It just... It kind of fell flat. It was a lot about... You know, other comedians praising him, which is kind of like, eh. yeah, isn't that like the whole thing? See, this is why I don't like I love watching. Yeah, I, I, he's good, but like this is why I don't like watching comedian documentaries because that's what it turns into. It's just like stories that all these other comedians have of them, but it never really like dives deep into like the person. Like I, no, this like, think- there's like five Richard Pryor documentaries, and it's all the same thing of people telling stories. And I'm like, I mean, these are great, they're funny. Like I kind of want to know a little bit more about. Richard no, Pryor. this this was super deep dive into okay. it. So this was, you know, where he grew up, everything. Stand-up comedy is hard. Then he broke through, mm. but then he didn't like who he was. He said uh, the S word at the frontier in Vegas, which I knew about, and lost like a $200,000 a year job there, became the counterculture guy. So I kind of knew, I knew uh, the big arcs of the story. And so it just kind of got... Um, <sighs> I don't know. It, it got really into like his interpersonal relationship, but it was, you know, he's, he married his, uh, his wife, you know, early on in his career, she helped him out. She had a drinking problem. He had a cocaine problem. It was, it was just, there was just nothing that was like really amazing. And then most of the comedy I'd already heard. So like those great clips, but at the end of the documentary, I was like, I'd rather just watch him do stand up. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know yeah. enough about the guy. So then I turned on one of his old HBO specials yeah. that that I've watched probably 15 times. And then I watched that. And then yeah. I was like, ah, I'm getting pretty tired. So I shut it off halfway through, watched the rest of it this morning. And I felt much better about George Carlin. But yeah, the story was just, it was just a lot. And it was, it was pretty good. The, the one thing that, uh, that was so hyped about it and the way I found out about it is uh, around these parts, everybody's mm-hmm. very excited because one of the, uh, you know, the pensive monologues that he's going through and him walking through the streets mm-hmm. with the uh, the black and white B roll. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a KGON jacket. Our oh. sister station, ninety two point three KGON jacket. Wait, now is he wearing it? He is wearing it. George oh. Carlin, the great George Carlin. If you watch the documentary, or if you've already watched it, you may have noticed that he is wearing a ninety two point three KGON classic rock jacket. Which the backstory on is apparently he lifted off of one of the producers. Uh, back in the 90s when he was doing an event with uh, KGON. 
So he, it was a stolen KGON jacket because the still shot was sent through an email chain, and everybody's very exciting in the Odyssey building here. Um, like, why don't we have that anymore? What's why that? Why don't we Comedian bring on stealing big time people here? Well, because we last, don't like the last, the last couple years, nobody was allowed anywhere but, yeah, we've but had we, some, we've we had don't some... even talk to big time people like the yeah. last big time person i remember coming into the building obviously it was before covid but it was kevin nealon i remember oh, i got yeah. to meet kevin nealon sure. and the only question i had for him and given this was when i was doing the uh social media digital sure. yeah, media yeah, yeah. for the entire station group the entire seven illustrious stations yeah, yeah. here at odyssey Portland, award-winning stations award-winning stations yeah. He came into KGON to do an interview with Terry Boyd, and I got like a minute with him yep. because one of his guys was taking a poop in the bathroom, and sure. he was just waiting for him. And I came up to him, and I go, oh, I'm such a big fan. I was, and he's like, yeah, yeah, thanks. And I go, yeah, I'm amazing. You should be. And I, and I was like, how did you prepare for the role in Grandma's Boy as <laughs> Mr. Cheezel? And I thought he would get a crappy response, and he goes, oh, man, I love being on the set of that movie. I was like, are you serious? He goes, it was so much fun. All those guys are so funny. They're so great. He's like, I love that role. It was just a good time, like yeah. filming with them. And that was the first time I like really got perspective on actors, like taking movies just because they, there's a couple dudes that are their friends and they're like, dude, that's this all of happy, fun. happy Madison productions yeah. is entirely that. It's I mean, I know those out. guys do like, uh, I guess in the back of my mind, I always thought with those guys, it was just like, Oh good. I'm still getting work. Thank goodness i'm still able to cut no, checks but no. now it's like i could kind of see like guys like kevin nealon they're probably at the point in their career where they're like i'm not gonna do anything deep i just want to have fun with some of my friends on set oh i think that's big time but like if you're if you're putting together the lay Miz cast or whatever mm. it is right uh who's who's in that movie you've got hugh jackman and anna hathaway and it's like it was one of those big like everybody's in it type movies yeah he is but you know how they cast those out. They get the first big name, yeah. and then they get, well, this guy's doing it. And you're like, oh, I've always wanted to do a movie with that guy, and obviously it's great material, yeah. and it'll make. But th you get those big ensemble casts where the movies are like, this is going to be amazing. It's pretty good. Those are built all off of, you know, who's in it, and then a bunch of people show up. Yeah, but it's like yeah. three years of your life. Now, I'm not talking about Grandma's Boy. I'm sure yeah. Grandma's Boy took just under two years to film, but like Les Mis... Yeah, like that's like a three-year project. Like you're, yeah, like, you are you, like you, you're having to go on set. You're doing costuming stuff. Like that is a massive time investment. But you're just an actor, because that's what you do. Yeah, it's, but okay, like okay. just because your friends are in the movie, you shouldn't be like, this is gonna take three years. I sure hope the script's all right. Oh no, I don't think I. What I'm saying is, in those big movies, it's not necessarily doing it because all your buddies are in the movie. Mm. You're doing it because you want to get that uh, affiliation where you're in a movie with somebody that you respect or am I whatever. But I think that they use the association of hey. You're going to be going toe to toe with one of the great actors of our generation. Blah, 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 blah. But yeah, like I think it, I think so much of it plays into Daniel Day Lewis has signed on for Abe Lincoln. We need you to shoot him in the back of the head, and they get a bigger. Which, name by the way, you don't actually see in the movie, which I, pissed me off because that's, that's the only reason I watched. That I haven't. Movie. I see. I haven't seen it. That was literally the only reason. Just to I watch the cap. I just wanted to see it when the JFK movie came out. You're like, oh yeah, I get to see, yeah. I haven't yeah. even watched JFK with Kevin Costner. Well, there you go. I probably should. It's yeah. one of the best movie lines ever. Back and to the left. Yeah. Back 
and to the left. Yeah. So I went home and watched Carlin and uh, never got my text back. I sent one text message for uh, alternate plans for what I had yesterday. Mm. And then I just watched uh, George Carlin. So at least you went and saw your mom. 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. Uh, disappointed by the lack of prostitution in those man nights. Should have hired many sexual prostitution employees. Yeah, we're very disappointing. Listen. Yeah. I mean, that's, listen. Yeah, I, I I've yeah. got another one tonight. How about you? Are you gonna? No, no. You only have the one night. No, I'm dad again tonight. Yeah, well, good for the you. wild yeah. days are over. Yeah, no, I've got a, uh, I've got another free evening. I mean, listen, I don't have a whole free day, which would have been nice. But uh, yeah. after this, we're going over to Esther Short Park, and we're uh, supporting the children. I will be over there. Okay, Luke Anderson, on-air personality from Tennessee the Fan. You can tell by hearing my na- my right. voice through the radio right now. Wait, this uh, but- is an event. Yeah, the big event over there, uh, it is uh, it is the Junior Market, and there is the My Lemonade Day program. It is a bunch of junior entrepreneurs, kids starting as low as six years old, will be putting up their own business booth over in Vancouver. So if you want to go and uh, support the children, that's what I will be doing. I really want like what? one of those ideas to be like... Googler? Not Googler, but like something <laughs> like... Something that they're not thinking about that's actually illegal. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, like, I like okay, so if you have drug money and you give it to me, what I'll do is I'll put it through my accounts and give it back to you and it'll be clean. That's money laundering. Yeah. Like, oh, no, but like, I'll just take like a small percentage off. Yeah, that's how now you're. I have a couple of friends. I'm a little disappointed that you wouldn't take my $1,000 because it was drug money. Can I just say that? What? No. Okay. I have a couple friends that are girls that uh, will take one dollar to kiss you. Uh, yeah, that's a pimp. <laughs> you can't do that. Kissing booth. Okay. Like if you went to that event and you like you like you're going around right and you're listening to all the pitches that they have that, would you immediately just like stop signing right, and just name's... go? I'm gonna stop you right there. That's prostitution. You need to talk to your parents. Hi, no. my name's Johnny and I'm six years old. If you give me a dollar, I'll punch anybody in the face that you want me to. <laughs> Johnny. I'll punch him right in the nose. Yeah. That's kind I'm of a hitman. I'm pissed. <laughs> My dad says I'm a tough boy. I'll punch him right in the face. Right in the face. I'll get him. I'll get him good. If you don't even give me a dollar, I'll punch somebody. I like punching people. Now, I would say Johnny has a great idea if he goes, I'll kick anyone in the nuts. I'll kick him right in. For $5, <laughs> I'll kick him right in the nuts. That's a you great me, price, by the way. Give me $10, I'll burn down their house. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> Johnny, you need to ask for way more money yeah. for arson. <laughs> I did it. Stop it. I'll burn down their house. Kill their whole family. Johnny. 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 Where is this kid's parents? I don't think you can do that. Anyway, so yeah, I'll be supporting supporting the children. Right, supporting the kids. Yeah, so anyway, so that's my day. And then, I don't know, maybe we'll get the ping pong table cleared up. I don't know. Yeah. Might go crazy. Might go crazy. You have a big day ahead of you. I'm going to go grocery shopping. You know what I have? I have endless possibilities ahead of me. Yeah. And we all do every day. Use them wisely. Hey. Speaking of endless possibilities, uh, we can talk about anything. What do you want to talk about? The NBA Finals will start in a few days. Again, mm, restart. What is the deal with that schedule? Well, now. Come on. Thursday. is a little weird. I would have liked the game today. We have to wait a whole extra day. Yeah. I, I do need to ask you, because you and I have not talked about this. Mm. You see that one coming? What? The game. Game one. Oh, I did. Oh, did you? At halfway through. Oh, see, I didn't even halfway through. Oh, really? At the end of the third quarter, I was like, yeah, this feels uh, like this. Oh. Uh, Will's going to tell everybody why he's smarter than they are. Next. Center and Saint, I need the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. 
Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 Anderson and Will Darkens on 1080 The Fan. Yeah, it is. You know my uh, my big pet peeves in sports reporting. Yes. I'm trying to figure out who the second team. Looking at this article, Warriors brutal fourth quarter collapse, tied finals history. So entering the fourth quarter. On Thursday night, mm-hmm. the Warriors are up, playing great. 21 points for Steph Curry in the third quarter. They mm-hmm. got a big lead going into the fourth quarter like they have before. Mm-hmm. But they ended up getting outscored 40-16. to 16. That is a 24-point differential that is tied for the largest in any quarter in finals league history. Mm-hmm. Here's a the problem. They don't tell me what the other one is. Oh, I hate that. Now, I think the text it, line helps you if you want to look at it. Does it right there? Yeah, that well, might that, be it. But no, that's blew a 15-point lead to the Bulls in the fourth quarter. I don't know if that is a 24-point game. I can go and look it up. But again, I just pulled up the article that says, hey, they tied the thing right there in the article. Just add one more line to that paragraph that goes, the only other team to do that was, boop, and I'm done. Now I have to go and do research. Again, this is why it's my pet peeve. Go and figure it out. 
But you told me before the break, Will. Mm-hmm. Can, can everybody hear me pounding the desk? I'm yeah, trying to do yeah. it ferociously. Mm-hmm. You told me that you saw that coming. Now, you may have seen the Celtics comeback mounting, but you're telling me that you really saw a fourth quarter blowout coming. I they lost the game by 12. Now, 12. The, they were down yeah. 12. They ended up winning by 12. Easily, they put in scrubs at the end. I didn't yes. see that coming. You may have seen the Celtics win coming, but you're telling me you really saw that coming. Well, no, I, okay. I saw the comeback. That's what I saw coming. I saw the comeback coming probably in the third quarter because you started to look at the box and you go, why hasn't Jason Tatum scored at all? And then you look at his assist numbers and you go, oh my goodness. And then you say to yourself, if he is throwing that many assists and Al Horford's making that many shots and Marcus Smart is playing that great a defense and Jalen Brown is basically bullying people in the paint, I don't think the Warriors can keep this up for very much longer because quite honestly, the way the Warriors have been, or well, were scoring in game one, it's not efficient. Now, I'm very aware of the fact that that's what the Warriors do, right? It's not incredibly efficient scoring, except if you look at how Steph Curry shoots, you could argue, no, it is because he's a human shooting machine. That's what he does. He He makes shots. Yeah, Yeah, he never misses. But now that Klay Thompson isn't quite Klay Thompson anymore, and now that Jordan Poole is in an unfamiliar environment, the NBA Finals, where quite honestly, he got bullied around on defense by a Celtics team that is incredibly good at defense, you started to kind of feel something gathering as Jalen Brown was putting together points and uh, Jason Tatum was dishing out assists. And once he hit over that 10 mark, I started to think to myself, if Al Horford keeps making shots and Peyton Pritchard just made that wide open shot and it looks like the Warriors have quit playing defense. I think a comeback is in the line here. Yeah, but that was to me, it was just a switch flipped. And in, oh, the, yeah. in the third quarter, to me, it wasn't necessarily Steph going off because that's not surprising. And I don't, I don't know that you look at, at least I don't look at the Warriors as the most efficient scoring team. They're just, they're always ready to get hot and go they on make a shots. But they, but, but they make shots in bunches. That's mm-hmm. where I think they be, always become such a threat. But the way that they came out in the fourth quarter was, I thought dramatically different than what they were doing in the third quarter. I know that you just said you kind of saw that we're reading the tea leaves, but Jason Tatum was taking bad shots and they were putting a lot of pressure on him and he was going and he, he just, it, he just felt flat. And I realized that he can make some of those shots, but he's driving in the lane and kind of throwing up these off balance shots. And they all felt flat, both that they weren't going in, but like literally flat. He just wasn't getting a lot of touch on it. He was exhausted and they got in the fourth quarter and they just kind of, let Jalen Brown take over for the first few possessions. And he got to the cup and got it in, got a three point play in there, I believe. And then now the defense started collapsing and now Tatum had a little bit of room to work because you had to watch out for Jalen Brown. So you couldn't double Tatum. And then the kickouts for threes, Horford, a couple times, Marcus smart, a couple times. Couple times. Yeah. He had in the fourth six, quarter, in the fourth, six, qu- three in, pointers for Al Horford, not in the fourth quarter. No, not in the fourth quarter, but still. Uh, but but that's what I mean. It, but it was he hit back to back threes. Yeah, 
And then he hit the little baseline jumper. Then yeah. Marcus Smart hit back-to-back threes. Peyton Pritchard in there somewhere. But those guys just started, like, once the defense collapsed, and that was Jalen Brown doing that, I don't know that Tatum took a shot in the fourth quarter. Didn't I'm have sure to. he probably did, but I don't remember him even taking a shot. Dude, and, even late into the fourth quarter, Tatum was able to draw people sure. into him when he was driving. And that's what made this series so interesting to me. And I'm so glad Boston won. Uh, to get to the finals, because I think this is going to be competitive. Now, if Miami somehow would have, if Jimmy Butler would have hit that three and would have gotten sure. to the finals, I would have predicted Golden State is going to wax that ass. Like, I don't think Miami was ready for this. They seemed, uh, they relied on Jimmy Butler, who's not a great shooter to be their main source of offense, yep. which I didn't think that was going to be good. What made this series so intriguing to me right from the very jump is the fact that everybody bitches about the idea that the Celtics win in bad ways. I don't think they do. I think the Celtics have an incredible game plan, which is we are going to wear you the F out on defense. And by the end of the game, if you can hit your shots, all the power to you. But if not, everybody can hit shots, which that's what happened to the Warriors. Steph Curry tweaked his ankle, by the way, with about six minutes left in the game. If, if only Steph Curry is making his shots and we're effectively playing defense on him, you're kind of screwed. But that was a wild part is in the third quarter. Yes, it was a lot of Steph Curry, but you're telling me that you're getting Otto Porter Jr. out there making everything. And he was four or five from three. Mm -hmm. You have Andre Iguodala dumping in, uh, you know, little, uh, great. Yep. Right? No question. No. But you you had other guys contributing. But that was that was the more surprising thing to me in the fourth quarter was that the Warriors had nothing. Yeah. Nothing going on offense. And they had a couple shots at the end of the shot clock where they're just chucking it up. Yeah. And you don't see that very often from a team that's usually in control. And maybe it was just them being tired from the defensive end, but they didn't seem to have an answer. And the one thing about the Warriors that was so compelling in the Mavericks series was it felt like they were attacking from all angles against the Mavericks. It was Luka against everybody else. Mm -hmm. They got two key contributors back, and Otto Burt Jr. was red hot, Mm -hmm. and they still didn't have enough. Now, I don't think this means that Boston's going to run away with the series. I would be oh. very surprised if they took away took two games in uh, in San Francisco. Um, Steve Kerr is going to come back with a game plan, but Ima Udoka, uh, Ima Udoka, Ima Udoka. yes, yeah, uh, was the better coach in that game. He, oh. he, had, a, he had he had a better game plan. And Dude, did you see when Steph Curry came in in the fourth quarter? What minute mark? It was seven. Yeah. He kept him on the bench at the start of the fourth quarter. Well, now a lot, and a lot of people will point out, oh no, no, like that's how Steve. Cur- it's the freaking finals, dude. Yeah. Get your ass on the floor. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're yeah. Steph Curry. You are arguably one of the three best players in the league right now. If you want to win a finals MVP, well, no, if you want to win the game, see that's yeah. what I didn't get about Steve Kerr. And I think Steve Kerr, obviously, Steve Kerr is a really great coach, but. I think his ass got bailed out quite a bit in a three-year span by the fact that you had Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson in his prime all on the floor with each other, and Don't you could Draymond. sit them out. Yeah. And that's why I love to see this Warriors team lose like this. Because quite honestly, it was hilarious to watch them lose this lead in the fourth quarter because I sat back and I go... Man, I remember when Kevin Durant used to bail your ass out because he got to sit for half of the third quarter in the first two minutes of the fourth and get rested. Oh, you don't have Kevin Durant anymore? Oh, you're relying on Jordan Poole who's crapping his pants in the final? Oh, man, that's too bad, Warriors. 
that's too bad. Oh, you signed Andre Iguodala, who's a grade-A a-hole, who from sources close to me, close to him, confirmed it for me? Oh, that's... That's look too you, bad. Look at you going sources. Screw the Warriors. Look at they you. can eat it, dude. Look at you going sources. I, I sources. Have, I have no love for the Boston Celtics as a franchise. I don't I've never, either, I've really. never been a Celtics fan, and I'm not pulling for the Celtics in this series. I am now officially rooting for the Warriors to tie it up in game two. I will F root, you. I will root for either team. Hey, listen, whoever's – this is – Dust. I was on with – we're doing the Dusty and Friends round. Have you been invited for Dusty and Friends? No. <laughs> Remember, I got fired. That's right. Or you bailed on him. Oh, I bailed. That's you, right. Yeah. You, <laughs> took off. You left him in the lurch. Uh, you jerk. Jerk. Uh, so I was on, on with Dusty on Tuesday, and we were previewing the series. <sighs> mm -hmm. And I told him, I'm rooting for whoever's losing with 15 seconds left in game seven. I, that's, this is what I want. I want mm -hmm. this thing to go the distance and I want it to just go back and forth. And I, and I, I would be, I would be very surprised if Boston goes and takes two in San Francisco, uh, then I, I will be, I will be surprised. I don't think this Boston team has the ability to just go out and consistently do what they did in the fourth quarter. And do you know why I think that they didn't do it the rest of the game? They, they can win any game that they're in, obviously, but the Warriors have been there before and this is their first home loss in these playoffs. I think they bounce back just fine. Yeah. All right. I agree. All right. Where do you want to go from here? Do oh, I... you know where I want to go. Tennis. Roll well, that's coming up. Rolling Garros. <laughs> no, tell me where you want to go. You ready? Come you on, ready? Man. I'm ready for Are this. you ready for this? I'm ready to I I cannot unload. share the text message that Will sent me. But he's very, very excited. Very excited. Because there is an offer, even though... There's nothing for sale. There's a big offer out there. And Will's excited. After this, Sports and Update. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now we got a new dance, and we call it the Hika. Now let me tell you what 
The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. I think I like sitting in this chair. Came in uh, came in backwards today, so I sat in Suk's chair. You know, usually I sit in the rock chair. I know. Chair. It's throwing me off a little. Uh, oh, do you not like it? I mean, it's fine. It's just Only it's not, need, that's not where you're supposed to be. The only thing I need to do is get up and walk across the room and open that blind because mm-hmm. for some reason it was not open this morning. Uh, I blame other people. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's not not a bad uh, position. Suk has ruined this chair. Somebody has. Could be him. Uh, who else sits here? Dirt. It's because it smells like farts. No, it's just the back is broken, so it's like an automatic recline. That whole room smells like talcum powder, farts, and nachos. You know, we're getting a new studio. Yeah, we'll, yeah, right. New building. Yeah, yeah I got to walk into I got to walk into the new 1080 the fan studio. It's fancy pantsy. Mm. Yeah. It's got sound dampening, so there's no uh oh, wow. acoustic uh, uh chatter behind us. Wow. I'm it's sure that'll be, sound great on the AM. It's gonna sound so good. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> You know this also streams on Odyssey. I know. I know. An Odyssey station. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have an offer. We have an offer for our Portland Trailblazers. <gasps> you say what? Somebody offered to buy it. So uh, how how well are you caught up on this? Will tell me how how much excitement you get how much reading that you have done on this because i'll be entirely honest with you and you know how i am about rumors mm-hmm. and woge bombs mm-hmm. i could care less i know you do until it happens i don't i don't i don't put too much stock into it because rumors if, if you get all invested oh gianna newbie's coming to portland tell me when he gets here call me when yeah. something happens but this is big because this is uncle phil how 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 far have you dug in? And it's Adrian Wojnarowski, which it is. It's I, a, again, it is an I will say Wojbomb. this: I okay. agree with you that in certain respects, a lot of times rumors you can kind of just pass by. I think with Adrian Wojnarowski, you can still have somewhat of that. Yeah. But what you should be informed by, if he is putting out a scoop, is that somebody on the inside of the story is feeding him this. Yes. No question. And they're doing it for a very specific reason. I think in this case, you probably he probably got fed this story by somebody from the Knight Foundation. Sure. I'm gonna guess. And I'm gonna also guess that most likely they put out this number because they want to start getting public pressure on the Vulcans and Jody Allen to say, look, you, uh, there is, I, I don't know what the hell it is. There's something in this contract, in this will that well, Paul trust, Allen yeah. left. Yes, that y- they have to sell the team. We don't know when, but they are starting to put the public pressure on it now where if the Trailblazers have another bad season and Phil Knight is continuing to kind of through the season, put this pressure on and leak these little stories where he's increasing the number each time incrementally, then fans quit going to games and then fans start getting pissed off and they start getting pissed off at an owner who's completely incompetent and disinterested in what's going on. And so the reason I like Phil for buying this team is that it is your best chance to keep it in Portland. I know that the, there isn't real strong foundation for the idea that like the trailblazers could move. I think it's just kind of a weird fear that a lot of trailblazers fans have. And it's warranted because this is a small market. Seattle doesn't have a basketball team. There is expansion rumors about that happening. Las Vegas is always an option, of course. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're going to sell it to anybody, 
This is the best hands. This is somebody who is homegrown, somebody who is an extraordinary entrepreneur, somebody who knows sports, yep. somebody who knows how to hire the right people for the right things. When he knows marketing. I mean, you he want, knows if, marketing. If you, yes. Well, if, if you want to get the Portland Trailblazers out of a small market temp mentality is have a global business titan own the team and somebody that has taken Eugene, Oregon and put them on the map of the top 10 most important college football programs. Maybe not the best, but when you talk about when the popularity of a brand in college uh -huh. football and recognition of the University of Oregon, when I went out to the East Coast and uh, was playing golf and just talking with uh, with sports fans, you know, they asked what the big stories were because, you know, I mentioned that I do sports radio in, in Portland, Oregon. They asked what the big stories are. We're in Boston mm -hmm. and Rhode Island. They do not care about college sports in the New England area. Yeah. They just don't. And they don't need to. They've got a, at the time that we were there, the Celtics, the Bruins in the playoff picture. The NFL obviously has had a ton and of Sox. success. And, the, and, we went to, and we went to a Red Sox game the day before. Right? So they've got everything going for them for professional sports that we do not have here. But I bring up the Oregon Ducks and they go, oh, yeah. And they and the excitement around non-college football fans to get excited about the Ducks is a big deal. So so that, for making the Blazers immediately relevant, yeah. I think is is the most compelling part about this. The, the other argument that I've heard against, Phil Knight is 85 years old, and there's nothing you can do about that. That is part of it, too, where it's, it's if this doesn't get done – Soon, like if it ends up being a drawn out process, he's only getting older. We have the PK 85 this year in, in Portland celebrating his 85th birthday. So that is part of it. But you know that he's not going into this half-heartedly where he has a plan for the future. Brian, uh, uh, Alan Smolinski is the other guy that's part of this offer who is much younger, is part owner of the Dodgers. So you, Dodgers. What's that? Dodges. The Dodges. Uh so yes. So you it's it's not going to be Phil Knight by right. himself, but he's going to make sure this team is set up for success. Right. From jump. So now you may you bring up a good point here, the whole timing thing, right? Because he is old. He's he's old balls. He's very old. Yeah, well, I just bring it up because it's a conversation that I've heard. I don't like Well, it's interesting and it's good to bring up because I think that the timing thing I, I think this should be considered in terms of timing. This team is not in a good place right now. They're, in a, they're as, in a great place. We've uh, talked okay. about this. They're, sure. They yeah, could not be in a better okay. position. Of course. Yes. Portland is a great place to be. Thank you so much, uh, tr every Trailblazers fan on Twitter. <laughs> you talk bad about Damian Lillard, I will knife you with a butter knife. No, don't. Hire Johnny. It will happen. Hire Johnny. Oh, for 10 bucks, I'll give a knife to make it. And if you give me 12, I'll gouge his eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cut off his ears and make it into a necklace for you. That really a kid? I would, I saw I'm getting a, concerned. I saw it on a movie once. <laughs> Look, they're in a horrible place. It's horrible. The owner is awful. She has no idea what she's doing. She doesn't care about this at all. She wants to sell so she can get money and go. She has to sell. Yeah, that's, the, that's the part. But she it. wants to sell for an incredibly high price so she I'm can sorry, go outfit her bodyguards in more swimsuit wear so she can be creepy and weird. She Whatever. does not need more money. She's weird. Of course she is. Okay. We need to get her the hell out. Joe Cronin, I think, has done a good job. Unfortunately, I think it's bad timing for what he's doing because he is putting out a bunch of cap space right now for a free agent market that, let me remind you, is there awesome. are two people who are relevant 
to get in free agency that there's no way in hell are coming to the Portland Trailblazers. The solution that has been provided Jeremy Grant, if that is your big catch, you can. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You can see yourself out the door, please. 17 points a game last year. I'm telling you right now, this team will probably not do very well next year. They probably won't. You watch your filthy mouth. They won't. They won't do very well. People will go to the games, but it'll start to trickle down a little bit because the expectations will be a little bit more high because Dame's coming back from surgery and, well, Damian Lillard's just there. But the attendance will start to go down a little bit because of the fact that they just won't play well. In fact, I would even venture to say... I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs next year, quite honestly. <gasps> wow. And I think can Phil you, Knight. Can you let them get through the offseason? No, no. You don't even I know think what the Phil Knight look like. is seeing this. Yeah. I think he's seeing this. He knows this this program is on the downturn. He knows things are not going well. well my, my, and he's saying to himself, if I can put out the money right now and put public pressure on these a-holes, I can get this team. I I think this is a point where Phil Knight has done all of his due diligence. The the other argument that has come up, uh, be, besides his age, why it's not great to have Phil Knight as a part of it. They're like, well, wouldn't that be a conflict of interest since Nike has a big contract with the league? The reason Phil Knight is doing this now is I'm sure that he's gone through that. You're telling me that one of the great businessmen of of our generation or any generation has not considered all the reasons. He has had con- – this does not leak before he's had conversations with the league. Well, and not- he is he is like completely dissolved of all – responsibilities at Nike that that's so. th- that's exactly my point is this is a stage in his life where he is no longer dealing with that side of things it is now it is Phil Knight philanthropist it is Phil Knight figurehead yeah. this is this is a legacy play where Phil Knight becomes an owner of a professional sports team which has probably always been a, a dream of his oh, yeah. but the timing has never been right because he's been trying to help grow the empire that is Nike Nike is doing just fine without Phil Phil Knight now wants to go and make sure that his hometown team gets a run uh, at a championship. He did it with his college. He's already taken care of that. And if there's not a conflict of interest with the University of Oregon, there's not a conflict of interest with what's going on with the Portland Trail. I'm 100%, man. I I am 100% for that. I don't want Mackenzie Scott, though she's an incredibly philanthropic and nice woman, it seems. I I just – I don't want somebody outside of sports. Just please give me somebody that knows something about sports and marketing. That's what I want. I, I, I don't, you know, Paul Allen, as great of an owner that he really was, had pitfalls because he was very much. Oh, I thought you were talking about his acne problem. When oh, he was younger. No, hey, he, he shaved that beard. And you're like, whoa, look at that. <laughs> he, how dare I, I mean, you? How dare you? <laughs> quite, quite honestly, the Portland Trailblazers were a hobby for him. And, sure. and that's okay. And, that, and yeah, he was a good owner. I would disagree. And, I think they were a passion project for him. He was a, a hobby. Yeah. A passion project that was a hobby. Dude, that's how that's how ridiculous he his was, wealth he was. was. <laughs> I know, but he, yeah. was, he was a meddling owner. He, 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 there was yeah. definitely some. And the problem was, is he didn't really have a sports background, and he knew management, and sure. that was kind of it. And so when things were good, he was quiet. When yeah. things were not good, he decided to have his ideas be heard out. And yeah. again, he was a good owner. There were problems. I want somebody who knows sports, knows marketing. Phil Knight is the best option you can get. Sure. Well, I, th- I think Phil Knight has always been that name that was thrown out. Why doesn't Phil just buy him? Well, now he's got the offer out yeah. there. Let's make it happen. It would be a very exciting ownership purchase. I mean, 
And the funny thing is, outside of Oregon, can you tell me another guy that you want to own a team more than Phil Knight? I don't know. I mean, Nike is uh, Nike is Steve Palmer everywhere. Steve no. <laughs> Do it. Developers, 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 developers. All right. Maybe we'll get back more into uh, your Trailblazers in hour two, but it makes you so angry. It makes you so angry. So maybe we'll, I can't wait, dude. Maybe I, we'll I can't wait that. until they miss the playoffs. And then I can come back on this show. And then Mark, all these all I, these jabronis I, texting in can just eat it. You know what? Mark it. Just mark it. Put it down. Mark we need to start a big board. <laughs> we need to get our big board of predictions. Maybe we will st- start doing this. This is Ooh, the thing that other people do. I like that. We'll get our uh, cheese wheel of predictions up and we'll uh, stamp it into the Gouda that you have said the Blazers will not make the playoffs uh, next year. Yeah. Okay. All right. We need to get the good versus evil. That is next. This is The Center and the Saints. You are listening to it on 1080 The Fan or the Odyssey app. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade, handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. 
fair amount of consideration is going into whether we should just really you the way it works now the media should just be picking the top players as to be going, picking by position. I think we're a league that has moved increasingly towards positionless basketball, and it may the current system may result in some inequities just based on the happenstance of what your position is. There's the alien Joaquin Phoenix beat to hell with a baseball bat in the movie Signs, Adam Silver. Before game one of the NBA Finals Thursday night, the commissioner floated a potential change to the all-NBA selection process after a second straight year in which Joel Embiid was pushed to the second all-NBA team by Nikola Jokic. Silver suggested wiping out the position distinctions and simply having reporters and media members vote for the best 15 players regardless of position. Why is this a good idea? Why is this a bad idea? Uh, it's a good idea because you wouldn't have somebody like Joel Embiid left off of first team all NBA. Uh, it's, it's a, it is a positionless league and it makes sense. The, the difficult thing on both sides is there's money attached to this. If you make first team all NBA, you get a much better uh, bonus than you do. If you make second team all NBA and having those guys doing it, but it, it does eliminate, I suppose at some level, uh, the guys that, uh, I don't know, that are, are the third best center at the bottom of it. But but guess what? Draymond Green is what position? Is he a power forward? Is he a wing? Is he a center? He plays all three positions. He's a wing as, guy. He's a wing guy. As you, as you watch it out. So uh, I'm all in favor of this. I have a hard time uh, coming up with a reason why you wouldn't do this and uh, do it sooner than later so we don't have to talk about it anymore. No, no, no. You. you don't owe it to yourself. You owe it to me. Because tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'll be 50. And I'll still be doing <laughs> That's all right. That's fine. I mean, you're sitting on a winning lottery ticket. You're too much of a to cash it in. And that's Because I'd do anything to have what you got. So would any of these guys. It'd be an insult to us if you're still here in 20 years. Hanging around here is a waste of your time. You don't know that. I don't? No, you don't know that. No, I don't know that. Let me tell you what I do. Every day I come by your house and I pick you up. And we go out, we have a few drinks and a few laughs and it's great. You know what the best part of my day is? For about 10 seconds from when I pull up to the curb when I get to your door. Because I think maybe I'll get up there and I'll knock on the door and you won't be there. No goodbye, no see you later, no nothing. I'm just left. I don't know much, but I know that. There's my favorite scene from Goodwill Hunting because the <laughs> sex story is about baseball and I could honestly care less. The introduction of the pitch clock is in the minor leagues and it appears to be a success. Jason Stark of the Athletic reports that since pitchers became limited to 14 seconds with nobody on base, 18 to 19 seconds with a runner on base, the average game time is down 28 minutes. Strikeout and walk rates are also down. You think this is a good idea? Should the majors do it? Uh, yeah, I think they'll eventually move to this. Uh, the What convinced me was talking with Jen Ellis a couple weeks ago and what's going on with the hops. She said it's really fun, and you watch the way that players kind of have to interact with it. The other thing that they're having success with is the computerized balls and strikes. Uh, it was, she's uh, now I have to think of where I saw it, but it was an older movie or an older um it was an older conversation about baseball and they were complaining about uh, electronic scoreboards and how they were going to ruin baseball. 
we evolve, we grow forward. And it was just one of those things where I heard as a side, offhand comment, and I was like, like, who cares? Yes, we have technology. Let's get better at things. And baseball is slow to adopt, but at least they're trying it out. And the cool thing that baseball does have that other sports don't is instead of trying it at the highest level, you can go and use your uh, lower leagues to test it out. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Go for pitch clocks. Go for uh, electronic balls and strikes. The traditionalists that love baseball are still going to enjoy it because what did you say? Fewer strikeouts, fewer walks. What that translates to that you didn't say is more balls in play makes baseball better. All right. Am I wrong? I'm not wrong. More balls in play. More balls in play. Sure do love balls. All right. Here's my favorite story of the week. This one from Florida. Here's your headline. Quote, I will hit you. Florida man, 77, punches friend, 84, over golf etiquette at the Villages. Good. Some etiquette. Hey, don't touch that flag over there. Hey, you can leave the flag in now. They've changed the rules. I'm trying to play here. You're hitting it well. I'm in my backstroke. Punch in the face. Take that. According to an arrest affidavit, the incident happened. He was arrested? Yes. How hard did he pop the game? Was this Clint Eastwood? The incident happened between two golfers at De La Vista Golf Course. Deputies spoke to the man who was playing golf in both the Randall, with both Randall and the friend. I guess that's the guy. Listen, Randall, you take your teeth out or I'll knock him out. That was an old man name. Randall. Randall. Oh, yeah. Around the fourth hole. I went to high school with a guy named Randall Ferguson. He sounded like he was 80 years old. Like, just the name, Randall Ferguson. I was like, time machine. Oh, yeah. Around the fourth hole, the man with the uh, the man said the two began arguing, which was something they reportedly did often. Uh, the affidavit said the friend told Randall, who was standing on the green near the hole, to move, to which Randall replied, saying he knew the etiquette of the game. They continued to argue. The friend flipped Randall off, and then ah. Randall approached his friend and reportedly said, do that again and I'll hit you. I'm sure you're guessing what happened next. <laughs> Flipped him with, with, I hope he did the double bird. I hope I hope that he had the etiquette, the golf etiquette, to take uh, one birdie and turn it into two. I love it, man. Double bird. I get so upset over that. I don't know, but I, I, I how here's the question. You and I, uh so these guys are what, seventy seven and eighty four? So yeah. That's about our age difference, right? You and I remain friends. I talk you into playing golf. We go out. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we play golf. And I I go up there, and uh, and I'm standing with my shadow in your ball mark, whatever. Whatever he's doing, where he's like, I need you to move. You come up to me and go, do that again. I'll punch you in the face. And I do it again, and you punch me in the face. Do you think I have any grounds to call the cops? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, come on. You can. I know, but come on. You have grounds to. Come on, Randall. Because if you do, I'm going to hit you again. (laughs) And then they're going to take me to jail. And then right about the time you're getting out of that coma, I'm going to hit you again because I'm stupid. (laughs) The question is, how much damage did he do? He break an orbital socket on this old duffer? I'm sure he did. They didn't really get into that in the article. But, like, I would imagine that... 
What do you think is the age where your body cannot make, uh, with, with, withstand like physical hits anymore? Well, yeah, but the hit is coming from a 77 year old. It's like, here, here, it's a punch, dude. I understand. I mean, there's force behind it. I know he's old. Yeah. But like, I mean, to you and I, it probably feels like a, a minor slap. <laughs> But to him and his body, like, I think about 60, I think once you hit 60, you, you don't want to mess with it anymore. Like really? you, you oh, shouldn't, no, no. you shouldn't dare to get hit anymore. No, my dad will still take you out. He's 65. Yeah. He, yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's, it's early seventies. I went mm. and played golf with, uh, my wife's uncle who, uh, we realized that our lives went very different directions at uh, 35. Mm. Because at thirty five year old, thirty five years old is when I had uh, my twins. My I didn't have them. My wife did, but we had children at thirty five. He joined the country club in Hawaii, so he took me out. He's been golfing there for forty years, uh, and he just he goes he goes you know in the last couple of years he goes I just don't have the strength anymore that I used to. Now he hits just those low little liners, but he said up until about seventy he was fine. Didn't lose any power on his golf swing. I assume that would translate to punching people. And taking punches. So I'm going to say 70. That's what I'm going to go with. And this is based on the research that I did recently. All right. So that's where I'm going. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait until we're both in our 70s. So, so and set, then hit each other. Yeah. Put it on the cheese wheel. <laughs> Put it on the wheel of cheese. Let's see here. Blazers will not make the playoffs. At 77. Personal note, we hit each other at 70. <laughs> well, we have to wait till you're 70 because I'm much older. That's right. So, yeah. So I'm, Am I punching or am I taking the punch? I'm punch. I'll punch you first. Yes. And then, yeah. Then when you get 77, I'll punch you. It'll be a punch out. Yeah. Mike Tyson's punch out. When does that guy lose power on his punch? 70? I don't think so. Yeah. That guy has technique. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the difference. Like, like, schlubs like you and I, like, we don't have technique right now. Like, we have youth to put behind a punch. Like, Mike Tyson at 70, it's still going to hurt. Because he yeah. knows what he's doing, dude. He knows how to land yeah. that hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he might not have a lot of strength left, but, like, he knows how to move his body to inflict pain <laughs> on your face. Like, you don't want to be punched by him yeah. at any age. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, I like that. I, I just, I'm a little disappointed that he had to call the cops. Come on. <laughs> I mean, bad punch could be. Here's my question. Do those guys ever play golf together again? Oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> They're old. They'll get over it. I'll see you in a few weeks. Yeah, they're running. They're running yeah. out of. Uh, they're running out of people. Uh, fan text message. My dad just shot seventy three at Willamette Valley Country Club. Or Willamette Valley at eighty four years old. I assume Willamette Valley Country. Good for him. I put that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Shot under his age. Well under his age. That's very Woo. good. Now bring him to the studio. That's why we need and to I will hit him up. in the face. <laughs> And then we'll see how no, tough he is. No, he'll punch you in the face. Oh, he'll t- that's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he'll punch me in the face, and then we'll see how tough I am. Yeah. Or t- we'll see how tough he is. I don't think that's good for your 84-year-old hand punching people. I think we'll just figure out who's tough. Let's is that fair? We'll, he'll punch Bring me, your grandpa to the studio. He will hit me, and then we'll see what's up after his that. Dad. It's his dad. His dad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Bring your dad. To his- Hell, bring your grandpa, too. If he's still around, I'll take hits from both of them. Well, bring your dad and his buddy in, and we'll just watch them punch each other, and we'll, we'll comment on it. We'll do play-by-play, and you, you, your dad and one of his buddies punching each other. Can we do that? Uh, too much to ask for. Uh, guess who's a billionaire? Next. Sitter and Saint, 1080 the fan.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.